Oh, welcome to another episode of Hooking Up. I'm your ten. I'm your. I don't know if I'm. Really, I'm your tentative I'm your, host. You're the host. No, okay. there was no tentative. Wasn't the word. I'm reluctant host. <laughs> I thought the rule was is your house your intro. I don't know. No. There is no rules for hooking up. The last episode I heard was like. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I think I did use that. My, I did do that. Yeah. That sounds like something I'd do. That's Dave trying to put rules into something that shouldn't be there. Yeah. I so, know. of course, it's me here again. Yep. <laughs> and uh, Ronnie Sinio's here, so we got all of UTJH here as well. So this should be a really fun episode. And I only do this shit as a result of UTJH. Yeah, the spinoff has come all the way back around. This is actually the podcast reach around? This is harder to hit than the blueberry stuff we were smoking last time. This is the blueberry stuff. Oh. Yeah, maybe it's my cough. <laughs> Speaking of which, I need some whiskey. Alright, so, we've got a fun-filled show for you guys today. i uh, got a few topics that I would like to discuss. Um, Dick bus. So, I'm going to take one of the small fragment of coals off now that we got it going. Without much further ado, let's uh, jump right into it. So... I finished season one of Young Justice. Holy fuck. That is a great, great show. Yeah, so I hear. I'm really upset over the fact that I haven't um, I watch here and there. I've picked never... up on it. It's, it's amazing. I've yet to commit. It's, huh. it's as good as watching a lot of those DC animated movies. Obviously, they don't go as dark in terms of language and stuff like that, but... The source or the the subject matter is dark in in a lot of episodes, and um, the themes are dark in in a lot of them. I feel like there's a little, you know, I always mix that one up with uh, the other one where there's a whole lot of characters. Oh, Justice League Infinity or yeah. uh, International or some shit. Maybe. What is that one? Yeah, but yeah. I feel like the animation is pretty close. Yeah. But this this has a lot of characters in it. Like Captain Adam plays a pretty big role in a lot of them, and uh, and it's cool to see you know second or third tier superheroes getting more nods in it. Season two really starts picking up on uh, changing up the roster for the Young Justice team, so that's pretty cool. And you you almost start to delve into the darkness that hits Roy Harper in uh, the comic books. So you. They really get into some mature source uh, subject matter, and I, I really, really appreciate that. So, if you guys haven't had a chance, check it out. Great, great show. Um, is, is this the one with Zatanna? Yeah, she shows up near the end of uh, season one. There's a lot having to do with Dr. Fate in it, which surprised the shit out of me because I was like, wow, a lot having to do with. Uh, Captain Marvel, Shazam, which I think is absolutely awesome because I I love that character. I can't wait to see. Do you see that? Um, Dwayne Johnson is getting a standalone Black Adam movie first, and then they're gonna do Shazam versus Black Adam. I think they have to because Black Adam's only getting this major push because of The Rock. I think that's a brilliant idea because you get this. It's a necessary idea. Yeah. Because it, let's be honest, dude. 
If it didn't have the rock behind it, how much groundswell would Black Adam have? Be honest. I'm not saying he's a bad character. I mean, he's the antithesis of Captain Marvel, so... Even how if you much, did a Captain Marvel movie, you would still Captain need Marvel? it. Who's playing Captain Marvel? They don't know yet. She hasn't been cast. But what I'm saying is, like, this is this is as cool to me as if they were to make, like, a Sinestro Green Lantern movie first. And then get into the Hal Jordan side of things. You know, you could have Evan Soar be in the movie, but not him be the main Green Lantern. I think that'd be a really good idea, too. This, this is going to be the same DC Universe, right? Yes. So, so is Superman going to make an appearance against... No, I think the Black Adam movie is going to take place all in ancient Egypt times. Because that's when Black Adam first got his powers. Is, uh, I believe he was a pharaoh. Oh no, he was a slave. Yeah, I don't think... Hope they don't give him sand powers. No, I, I think he's going to have the lightning and all the... Right now. All the god powers that he's bestowed by um, the wizard Shazam. So... Very excited for that. Really, really love that character. I hope they do very well with it. In uh, 52, not the new 52, but 52, the storyline, he plays a major, major role. Tries to get back to his superhero uh, roots. It's really cool how they portray him in that series as well. And then he ends up getting bad. So I'm hoping this goes along the same vein of that. Better? Yeah. Yeah. Now that we had it going, I can remove some of the heat. So what are we smoking today? Oh, you packed it. What's what's in here? I already told you. The last time we smoked, I don't even fucking something blueberry mint. Can says blueberry, but it looks awful red. It's blueberry mint. They dye the tobacco. I don't. That's like Tangiers, the one brand I use. They don't. They uh, use dye. Starbucks uses dye, but now they have a line called Vintage that's completely undyed. It's purely cosmetic. As I say, isn't dye bad? I think when smoking anything, really, it's just nothing is exactly good for you, so... Yeah. There's still less chemicals in hookah tobacco than there is in any, in any cigarette. So, out of series, though, uh, to digress, uh, I want to give a shout-out and a fond farewell to Raymond Morell, uh, a friend of mine that was in a car accident and uh, died, so... I'll be going to his funeral, so if uh, you knew Ray, make sure to uh, hit me up if you, you want to know any <coughs> details about what he went through and everything like that, but uh, I'll miss you, man. I love you, and, um, you know, God bless. Just had to throw that out there. No problem. Never met the guy, but only heard good things about him. Mm -hmm. Trained him when he first came into our job. We don't talk about work, but trained him, and... He was really easy guy to train, picked up on the job very fast, and, which isn't easy for a lot of people. So it was, he was a really good guy to, to even get to know at some point in my life. So big shout out to you, buddy. Um, all right, so back to the nerdery. So I think it's my contribution to the show slash network. I think I'm going to bite the bullet and sign up for that Marvel Unlimited. Okay. So that, then you get what? Like uh, seven, like something like access to seventeen thousand issues, and new stuff. Now, do they do backlog stuff? Like, can I look up stuff from like the eighties and nineties? I'm pretty sure. Just you can. to see that because, I, it's gotten to that point with me where I'm. Uh, major event. Let's see, Marvel's best stories. Uh, see, like see. if they're to digitize all of it. Classic and newer issues added every week of the Amazing Spider-Man, Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy. 
and all your must have shoes in six months. So there's like six months behind after the shelves. It's not bad. No. How much is it a month? Nine ninety nine. A month? Mm-hmm. Can you do like a yearly subscription that would be less? Uh, I don't know. I'm scrolling through. Uh, well, yeah, uh, ninety nine dollars yearly. So, two months free, I guess. But then there's different ones. There's a yearly that's a seventy dollar one. You have access to less. Uh, let's see. It has, let's see, the $70 one, it's streaming access 17,000 plus Marvel Comics, members only deals, let's see, the $100 one, exclusive limited edition of Hasbro Marvel Legends Captain Marvel figure, not available anywhere else, three exclusive variant comics, Black Panther 1, Doctor Strange 6, Captain Marvel 6, exclusive Mystic Eye of Agamotto pin, and the Wakandan flag patch, and invites to incredible exclusive Marvel events, 15% off digital comics and collections, 10% off Marvel merchandise. So honestly, I will probably do the $70 one because I really don't care about any of that other shit. All that other shit is really just stuff to have around the house. I mean... Yeah, I, I really don't need that. If, honestly, I think I'm going to pull the trigger on the $70 one. If I was a backpacking type of guy again, like, you know, if I was still in high school or in college or something like that, I, I wouldn't mind getting, like, the Wakandan flag embroidered on my bag or something like that just for... The sake of people that are in the know would be like, hey, is that a Wakanda flag on there? I'd like, walk in there just so I can see something other than the fucking Jamaican flag. That too. Alright, so uh, I want to jump onto Jared's topic first. Um, he was saying that lately he's been feeling a little underwhelmed with a lot of the movies that he's been watching lately. Uh, and he's he wanted to see if we had a reason behind it did he cite a particular movie no just uh i think he just said movies in general have had him just feeling like meh when he watches them um so i don't know if he meant newer movies because he's watched some of the older movies that like you know i've given him and stuff like that that i thought are amazing movies he's like yeah it's pretty good and i think a lot of that has to do with you know certain movies you watch at a time in your life and it's more you're more susceptible to it like Ghostbusters right awesome over-the-top great movie you show it now to somebody they might say something like oh you know uh, if they had never seen it before oh you know, that looks phony that looks phony and yeah that looks phony like some of the ghost scenes I think arguably still has some of the best special effects from out of the 80s there's like the only one scene that I can think of that you're like wow it really kind of showed what the technology they had to work with the scene in the Sedgwick Hotel where Slimer's flying around the chandelier, you could actually see him jumping ahead and not fluid. I know it's from center to right. I know you'll see him. He goes from like here to the side of the chandelier. I mean, again, that's that's a cause of the times. You know, you can't expect it to be over-the-top amazing. I mean, Big Trouble in Little China. Love that movie. But there are some scenes in there where it looks really cheesy you know like you could see a lot of the blue screen stuff and the floating head yeah a, a, a lot of that i mean see that's what's really you're funny not gonna get it better than that but when you watched it when you were a kid and that was the end all be all of special effects you didn't give a fuck it still looked cool to you see like in like my opinion like ghost i'll use ghostbusters 2 for example the scene where the toaster dances you could see the little feet on the toaster popping up you can if you look at the electrical cord i realized that that electrical cord it is a lot thicker and wider than any toaster electrical would be. Obviously, it's an air hose. 
Yeah. But then you got the scene where, you know, Vigo's painting comes alive and his face comes out, you know, comes all the way from the background. And that's seamless. Mm -hmm. So it's really funny to see this, what practical versus special effects and, like, what was better than the others. I mean, when they fucking, when Lady Liberty starts moving. Yeah, she looks, you know, I mean, there's a, there's a scene where you can tell it's a woman in a dress. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, they just put somebody to dress up as... Uh, the Statue of Liberty, but it's not, you know, it's a, it's a nominal kind of thing. You're not like, oh, what the fuck? Like, that's a, clearly a woman. I mean, when the librarian in the first one transforms into the ghost's face. Yeah. I was like, damn. Even to this day, I look at that, I'm like, that's still a little bit creepy. Yeah. But I think, in that respect, it's, if you watch that kind of shit late, it's hard to get into that mindset because you're like, alright, that kind of looks, you know, not... Not as polished as you would expect it to be if it was made nowadays. Like, if, if that movie were to come out now, shit, I mean, we would probably still like it, but most people would, wouldn't, you know. I, I still haven't seen the new Ghostbusters. I, I've, I've heard the ghosts in that actually do look good. Um, but, so that's older movies. Nowadays, I think, I think we're spoiled. I think that's really what it's gotten to, you know. I mean, we could gripe all day about, you know, the DC movies and shit like that, but is, is it that the bar's been set too high with some of the Marvel movies and, you know, the Avengers and... I think it's a combination. The bar's been set pretty damn high, but also Hollywood is fucking lazy as shit. I mean, you can only get so high. I mean, I was hyped up when I found out they were going to start reworking uh, with Ghostbusters as a property. And then it came out, and I was like, oh, Christ. But, like, even, like, the new Star Trek movies. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't enjoy watching those nearly as much as I still go back and watch the others. I don't know. I think Hollywood's afraid to take chances. Like, they, they're, they're just doing remakes because they know... Like, a lot of these movies are just... They're out there to make money. You know? Maybe we should, maybe we should lean on more independent writers, independent directors, and... Celebrate I mean, that a little more. For, for as much as I'm sure if I were to watch La La Land, I'd be like, yeah, okay, whatever. But I give the production company and Hollywood props all in all to have the balls to be like, all right, we're going to make a modern day musical, which, you know, it's not a musical like, um, like Moulin Rouge or, or Chicago, where it's like, you know, a stage play presented as... A musical this is you know written just for film and it feels a lot oh I heard it's a lot like a modern day like Bing Crosby kind of musical kind of thing and and it took balls just to present that movie and it's doing very very well so for that I I give them a lot of respect for doing that it's not necessarily the type of movie that I'm into but I, I hope it gives production companies a little more foresight to be like okay you know we, we got to give more independent things like that a shot because um, it's got it's got to be hard to sell that yeah because then you do a new property i mean when cloverfield came out you know because it wasn't your typical monster destroying the city and i mean okay I, i'm not a big fan of found footage shit but everyone shit on that movie i felt yeah i mean pacific rim it delivered on its premise. Big robots fighting big-ass monsters. You weren't going to be watching this movie for serious fucking character development. 
All you needed was to have characters that were likable. And then you have movies like Battleship that don't need to be made, where it's like... You mean the not the Transformers at sea? Essentially, yeah. And they used the exact Transformer sound effects. I, I, didn't, I didn't... Even when it came out, I'm like, what the fuck is the point here? That was a cash grab of fucking... Oh, well, Disney properties. So which, which decade do you think came out with the best movies? All around, like, I can watch just about any movie from this decade and there's a good chance it would be good. 90s? Can I say like 85 to 95? Yeah. I mean, then you had a lot of movies like Substitute and Best of the Best and, and shit like that. And, you know, because, Steve I mean, Seagal was huge then. I mean, arguably we're living in the golden age of comic book movies right now. So, I mean, now is the time to be a comic book fan with movies. I mean, shit, back in the day you had what? Steel? I feel like right now it's gotten to a point where I'm, I'm so spoiled with superhero movies that I need to start detracting myself from, like, as a fan of the comic books to say, I gotta stop walking into it and be like, this better be exactly like the comic book. I gotta, in my mind, has to get away from some of that because I feel like... For a while, that was really holding me back from enjoying a lot of these movies that were coming out because I'm like, that's not what this guy's supposed to be looking like. That's not what this guy's supposed to be looking like. That's what. That's not what's supposed to happen with this character. Because um, Liz and I were talking about that with a lot of the DC movies. Like, That's how I went into Suicide Squad. I'm like, they're not going to get storylines right. It's it's not going to happen. Well, have you talked about... Like, how do you personally feel about <clears throat> Logan footage? Okay. Looks like it's going to be a good movie. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm excited to see it. Fine. But I'm still reserved to a point because I still feel like Fox doesn't know what they're trying to do still. Like, you have the, this X-Men franchise, the X-Men franchise that you could have built upon so well. And they, they try and just shoehorn, you know, movie after movie... We'll just make another, you know, X-Men's not doing anything. We'll make another Wolverine movie. We'll make another Wolverine movie. And each time they make a Wolverine movie, X-Men Wolverine Origins, not a good movie. Some good cast members in it, some good parts, of course. Overall, to me, not a good movie. Then, uh, Wolverine came out. Better, and they're saying, like, well, this has nothing to do with X-Men Wolverine Origins. Okay, so now you just shit on one of your own parts of this franchise. Now they now this Logan movie's coming out and they're like, this has this has nothing to do with the other Wolverine movies. Like you can't keep doing that. You can't do that and then cast people like Patrick Stewart in there who ties it into the other movies and saying this has nothing to do with that. It's a cop out. I kind of okay. I'm gonna have to disagree. I mean, because all right, look at the one-off comics. Professor X still looks like Professor X in even just one shots. So to use the same actor, I don't feel is a cop out. You're not inherently, just because it's the same... I mean, you got to admit, Patrick Stewart plays the fuck out of the role. He's arguably the best Professor X you could have. James McAvoy's doing an amazing job, I think. Uh, I think the casting uh, of him and Michael Fassbender was brilliant. I think it's good. I, I, the, why he lost his hair and every, the whole being able to walk because of a shit. That, really, that's the writing part. I'm talking about the, it's the, part of it, dude. them playing the character. I think okay. they do a good job. But just because they're using the same actor, I mean, that's no different than them doing the Elseworlds that used 
an already established character such as, you know, Bruce Wayne and gave him the Green Lantern ring. You're not going to make Bruce L Wayne look different. That's true. I'm, I'm... And I mean, it, it's basically, this is what Batman vs. Superman should have been. A one-shot that use it to generate hype about your expanded universe. But let everyone know, hey, this doesn't, this isn't canon for our movie universe. This is just something that we're making for our fans. But then, see, to me, casting um, the guy that played Superman, casting him again in that same respect, and you cast the same woman as Lois Lane, it forces it to the people to branch these two movies together. Like the Deadpool movie, right? Mm-hmm. It's great. But again, it's a standalone movie that detracts from X-Men Wolverine Origins. So it's basically them saying, we made a shitty movie. We made a shitty movie. We made a shitty but movie. But Daredevil like, can can't, do that. He breaks the fourth wall. De Deadpool. Deadpool. Deadpool can't. Deadpool, I'll, I'll give that one too. Because it's supposed to be such an off-the-wall kind of thing. When he's talking about the horrible decisions they made and it shows the action figure of Deadpool from... Exactly, uh, and, Wolverine. but they're at least acknowledging the fact that they fucked up with that. Yeah. Well, how, how do you feel about Ryan Reynolds trying to talk Hugh Jackman into being Wolverine in a Deadpool movie? I'm fine with it. I, I would love that because I know that if Ryan Reynolds made a Deadpool Wolverine movie, he'll put a Wolverine costume in the fucking Wolverine movie. And like, even when he's reading through the comics, I hope I hope he at least acknowledges that. Like he looks at the comic like, why the fuck would I wear something as you know, ostentatious as that. If he were to say that, I'd be like, beautiful. Good. At least at least you put it out there that he's not wearing the fucking uniform. But it was such a tease at the end of the Wolverine where he oh opens the case and... Well, that was a deleted scene. That wasn't even... Yeah. Even And even that, I thought, would have been a perfect nod. Like, even if you just put on the helmet for a second and him just be like, I can't even see in this fucking thing, you know? Give a reason as to why these people aren't. That'd be amazing though to see like to see that outfit in a Deadpool style with the white out eyes. I mm -hmm. mean, they could they could do it in Deadpool, and not even explain why all of a sudden it's okay for him to be wearing the costume. You could do that. You know that in, you know that scene in Star Wars where they first put on the stormtroopers' costumes, Luke and Han. Yeah. And Luke goes, I can't even see out of this thing. Mm -hmm. That wasn't in the script. That was them <laughs> recording when they didn't think they were recording. That's cool. Sorry, little known aside. No, it's cool. I just, I really hope they do well. I don't think it needs to be a rated R movie. Um, I think, really? I think everyone read Old Man Logan. You yeah, don't think that needs to be rated R. Number one, this the whole this is not old man, redneck children. As far as I'm concerned, this is not Old Man Logan. This can't be because you can't tie it into the same way. There are too many characters that you can't involve in the movie that I are part of another X universe. X twenty three is in there. You know, Professor X is still in there. None of this has to do with Old Man Logan. I think that's why they changed it from Old Man Logan to just Logan. But how is Wolverine an old man and Professor X, who is already an old man, is still fucking alive? How do you how do you bridge that in there? Like you're suspending too much. Like everyone's well, supposed to, to just understand. accept like, well, oh fine, I'll accept it. Fine, I'll accept uh, it. Like no. Well you have to remember, Wolverine's older than Professor X. So if his healing factors, the only reason he stays young is because his cells constantly regenerate. But that's what if I think. If his healing factors slowing down, then he's going to start aging. That's but that's what I'm saying. If it's gotten to the point I mean, that he's already old, that's what happened when Steve Rogers, the super soldier serum, started wearing off. Yeah. he started prematurely aging. All they have to do is you know. But they better say that he's he's aged more rapidly 
because Professor X still looks as old as he did in Days of Future Past, or older than Days of Future Past, but it's but you don't he know, should be dead by now. But we don't even know the time frame that it is. If it's a movie that's existing outside of the their cinematic universe, you really don't have to worry about that so much. I just I I'm so tired of Fox. That I mean that's what it really is. It's I, it's them saying. Is it lazy? Yes. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. Lazy. It's lazy. But I really fun. don't think you should let it hang up on you. I'm. I think I'm gonna watch it. Well, I, I mean, am gonna remember, watch it. I'm gonna I was, enjoy it. I was fucking so against the idea of the Daredevil movie. That, why do I fucking? Everyone does. I do, I do that a million times too. But yeah, dude, it's like the D names. Like when we're talking about Deathstroke, I say Deadpool. But um, I think you just can't let that limit you on it. Otherwise, you will be hung up on it, and you're like, this is gonna fucking. Egg at me the entire fucking time. It's going to be like the rock but the, in your yeah, shoe. See, so this is what I'm trying to get at. Is I need to start suspending my comic book-isms in my mind. Like, just let I me mean, just watch this movie and fucking enjoy did it. You like, enjoy turn, watching, let me turn that off. Did you enjoy Green Lantern for what it was? Yes. So then if you can do that, well, which is an arguably... Let's be honest. I enjoyed the fuck out of it. I enjoyed seeing Sinestro's costume turn into the Sinestro Corps costume. Is it all lazy writing, terrible scripts, and bad CGI? Oh, God, yes. But here's the thing. If you read Green Lantern Secret Origin, and then you watch the Green Lantern movie, it's... Secret Origin only came out as a result of the Green Lantern movie. But it at least made made it feel like, the, okay, this is... They're correlated well, you know? Now this is part of canon, a lot of what actually happened. So but you only get that perfect. because DC is still owns those properties. Marvel isn't going to go back and alter anything to make X-Men look prettier. No, because, Fox, because Fox has fucked with Marvel so much that Fox is, or Marvel's essentially like, no, we're not going to help you with anything. You are on your fucking own. Keep making these shitty movies. It makes us look great. Not that they really need it. Not that they need it, but... But I want... I want Fox not necessarily to be absorbed by Marvel, but to... What's so hard about these, about these people to just see, like, okay, Marvel has the template. I thought you were going to slam your hands no. on the table. I'm like, Marvel should just, or everyone should just be like, Marvel has the template. Fuck it. I want to make millions upon millions of dollars, too. Let's follow along. Half of a billion is better than all of 20 million. I mean, how hard is that? As, a, as an executive, you got to be able to see those numbers and be like, I want, I need some of that. So let's do what they're doing and make things more comic the book sandbox, accurate. The sandbox is big enough for everyone to get their slice of the pie, to get their money, you know, to pad their pockets, for them to have their big-ass bonus and their paycheck. But the only way to do that is to keep things true. Because you're going to have bullshit people that don't know what the fuck they're talking about watching these movies and be like, yeah, that's what happens with Wolverine. No! And you re- you can't control those people. You re- if, if Next to you, if they keep doing it, then you can hit them. But then, the, but but then that's really why Fox ends up saying, yes, we got to keep making these kinds of movies because this is what peop, the people want. No. I don't even think they're going at that analytically. I think they're going like, this movie made X million dollars. Hey, we did something, right? I don't even think they do market research. I don't think they do test screens. Oh, with, okay, what did you like about this character? What did you dislike? What would, you know, I don't think they go that in-depth. I think you're giving... I think... Fox, Sony, Fox, because really, I mean, Sony learned their fuck, they learned their mistake. I think Fox is really treats it as a property, a vessel to make money. They don't care about the canon. They don't care about the lore. 
all they care about is a product that will generate them profit. So what I'm saying is, as a nerd, as, as a legit nerd that knows the story of all these characters, is it beneficial for me to go to the theater, to pay money to see these movies, to give money to these corporations who are not doing it correctly? Or, as nerds, do we boycott it you know, with our dollars like we do with UTJH and say, look... If you if you guys want to keep making money, do this shit right, and we'll give you our fucking money. I think you have to decide product to product. I think, as an example, the Fuck Fox's Fantastic Four movement was so well-received because nothing about that movie was right. Everything was harebrained, sh- throw shit at a wall, and saw what sticked. There was nothing that you can even be like... Well, that's that's not so far off from the comics. Whereas, I think if you go to an X-Men movie, Cyclops is Cyclops. He has his ruby visor. Wolverine has claws. Storm controls. They get the basic elements correct. Maybe not necessarily in the correct way. And I'm not saying they don't give mutants powers they should not have. Kitty Pride, I'm looking at fucking your ass. Uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead, I'm looking at your ass. I don't care. She was entertaining. Yes. I think, and if you're going to have a movie Absolutely. like Daredevil, where Daredevil allows you to live, for lack of better words, I'm going to use Daredevil's a pocket universe. Deadpool? Deadpool. God damn it! <laughs> You'll have to excuse me, as my friends love to make fun of me because I made a self-pitying Facebook post. In the last 48 hours, I worked fucking 32 of them, and it is showing. You, but just, anyway. you just titled the episode, No, It's Deadpool. Oh, God. But, um... Deadpool lives in the pocket universe. They're going to be able to get away with murder. I don't get... I, I didn't give a shit about Negasonic Teenage Warhead the first time I watched it. Every subsequent time that I've watched fucking Deadpool, the banter between her and him, I'm always like, <laughs> it is, makes me chuckle. Is it Virt your eyes, child. Soul, soul Look in, away! Soul in Silence or... or uh, Whippy Comet? What's it going to be? You, you painted me in a corner here. I knew! Or you say, ah, ah! That's... Per, I mean, like, I agree with you. It's absolutely perfect. And honestly, you could keep, you could make, I would keep giving you my money for Deadpool, Colossus, and Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Yeah. You don't need to bring other X-Men in. I, I the only one I think you could maybe get away with some slapstick comedy, uh, Slap Happy Bobby Drake, Iceman. Because, same similar high school boy humor. Yeah. So, Deadpool is its own little universe that it can do. Uh, real quick, speaking of Deadpool, have you heard that Pierce Brosnan might be cast as Cable? I like Pierce Brosnan, but fuck no. Okay. Who would you cast Ron as Cable? Ron Perlman. Good choice. He's got, he's he's got the, the highest he's amount got of voice. The, he's got right the now. look to me. You know who I think would be really, really fucking good it at? It doesn't matter. No, listen. The, the general bad guy from Avatar. Ooh. I feel like I've seen him in too many bad guy roles. But... You, if you keep him in the avatar size, keep everything the same, the giant scar on his face on one side, if you plant that fucking techno-virus side to him, it's that's Cable right there. No, to me... Not in yeah. character, but in terms of... Okay, I, I give you that, that yeah, it could work, but to me, I'd still be like, should have got Ron Perlman. I mean, there's always going to be... It, it's it's hard to get lightning in a bottle like that so well so many times. Like Robert Downey Jr. 
absolutely perfect as Tony Stark. Yes. Ryan Reynolds, absolutely perfect as Deadpool. It's so hard to see anybody play those roles. But Chris Evans, nobody would have thought that he would have played a good Captain America until he played Captain America and you're like, wow, I really should have given this guy the time of day. Who's that? Who's that? My future ex-wife? That's that's Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah, she's, she's straight she? nine. Let 20. Me. Okay, good. Hot. <laughs> I didn't want to say it until I found out. Even in the scenes where she's smiling in Deadpool. She's I'm got like, a very pretty face. Yeah, I'm like, she's she's good. Yeah. But grow your hair out again, because, wow. What is that? The forehead to bang ratio or whatever they were talking about? Yep. Forehead to hair ratio? Hair to face ratio. But I think she's good even with the... Blonde. 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 Blind does nothing for me. Yeah, honestly, I want her. I want her back with the brunette. But see, okay, so next time to Teenage Warhead. Although, like you said, nobody gave a fuck about her. In the comic book, she had long dark hair. She was yeah, she you was know. more akin to like the Morlocks that they always were, kind of like yeah. that uh, Billy Idol leather pants, lot buckles, and she was look. she was in three comics at most, two of yeah. which don't count because they're like made up visions of Emma Frost, but glasses and mocap. Wow. That's funny. He is a big motherfucker regardless. Or you're that or she's tiny. Touche. Um, so, I think you really do have to suspend to enjoy certain things because, like, like even... But, even see, okay. I, so, I, was, I brought up Suicide Squad with that. No, I don't think... There's not enough suspension. That is a bad... Okay. That is not a bad comic... So, so there's that's a not point. a bad comic movie. That is a bad movie. Now... You're welcome again, Internet, because now David Ayer is saying that he wishes that his Joker ass, would have ended assholes up... assholes with hindsight. No, because yeah. that would have still been a bad movie, because but, that is a terrible But I still joke. think that that's a, a better premises. It would have been a better premises. It, yeah. it, it really... All I could think about with the Joker that they presented is the one that they just tried to really amp up the whole Agent of Chaos shit. Like the Heath Ledger speak, uh, speech. I'm just a dog chasing a car. If I caught it, I don't know what I'd do with it. That he's just literally just this crazy ass, just enters into the scene, pause the main story, some shit happens, and we continue on to the next part of the movie after he exits stage left. Suicide Squad is a bad movie. Went fire for another Yeah, that's the other thing about Quick Light. They burn quick. Yeah. I saw, I'm actually going to buy, I saw a roasted pecan whiskey. Hmm. <clears throat> and I'm praying to God it's like pecan pie. That's the first thing I thought. Like, what can I make that to taste like pecan pie? Maybe some butter shots? Probably, so, I have that. Butter shots and caramel? I'm thinking about running to Benny's tomorrow. I'll let you know. So, like, Liz and I were also... I still have my apple pie moonshine. I made an attempt at French toast today. Yeah, that's what Adam told me, but um, I can't do Fireball. A little too much cinnamon. That's what you could rename Fireball. Yeah. So, okay. So now with the Justice League movie... I think you the apple pie moonshine, quite honestly. Hmm. Rum Chai would probably mask the apple. With the Justice League movie, at what point are, again, with suspending our nerdisms, no. at what point do we get to where we don't care what characters look like no, or if you, it gets away from character? There's the thing, though. This is trying to be canon Justice League. This is where, as a studio, you shouldn't make your viewers have to suspend that. You need to go in with open mind because, yes, there will be some alterations from the source material to the main screen. I am looking at Thor. He didn't have the helmet. He did for we what, ten seconds? And then yeah, he takes it off and puts it on the 
The altar or whatever? Yeah. No, he put it on the floor. He oh. knelt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not where you... This is not where you... You have not earned the right to ask your viewers to suspend what they're looking for. This is where you... You can ask them to suspend a little bit in the introductory movies when you're introducing characters. DC has chosen to jump all that and go, we're going to skip fucking the appetizers and go straight to the main course. So like the Flash, right? Looks like crap. Besides how he looks. Sounds like crap. Besides how he sounds. Is crap. Okay, the character, right? Barry Allen, Mm -hmm. is he a young kid, Joker... Or not Joker, but jokester, like, you know, was witty he, kind of guy. You know better than me. Was The Flash ever this jokey in the No, comic? and that's what the, I'm getting at. No, because like, now they've already gotten the character wrong. That's what, I'm, that's what I want to get to. It's like, so this, do, do this I say... Is, this is over it. here. This, to me, is a completely different tangent than having to suspend the fact that you have Patrick Stewart, Professor X, and Logan. Okay. This is where... This is my compartmentalization. Rotated. Uh huh. Um, sorry, I was uh, giving it. Adam has come a long way in his hookah abilities. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying, guys. You're doing great, dude. Fucking relax. Adam has earned the power of coal. <laughs> nice. The way, the way you presented it almost made it sound pretty much like you could just slip that into the movie. Well done. Um, but DC, you know, I love the. Oh, the critics and everyone's so unnecessarily harsh on her. No, you did this to yourself. You didn't build up your property. You don't deserve it yet. Marvel didn't just fucking shoot their wide and say, Oh, look at the Avengers, and now we're going to do standalone movies. No. They made you give a shit about each character. Fucking Iron Man 2. You, you get the idea that pretty much he's dying. You actually give a shit. You're like, find the fucking cure. Find this fucking cure already. Thor. I wasn't a Thor fan. I watched the movie. He lost his hammer. I'm like, even as a human or mortal, I was like, I still give a fuck about this guy. Scarlet Witch, who really until Avengers, I really didn't give a shit about Scarlet Johansson. I was like, what the fuck is everyone's big deal with her? I would, they're saying they're now seriously giving thought to doing a standalone, or at least where she's the lead in her own movie. I'd go see it. See, I don't... Black Panther. Couldn't give two fucks previous to Civil War. Walked out of Civil War. Fuck, they're getting another movie out of me. So I feel like cats, huh? I feel like Black Widow wouldn't. It's it, it'd be hard to do a Black Widow movie unless you do it in the same vein of Winter Soldier. That's the only way oh, I, I watch one of those movies. Not, I agree. Not her fighting some. You can't do Wonder people. Woman with Black Widow. Exactly. It has you to need be other comic characters. Espionage, you know, it almost shouldn't feel like a superhero movie. If you take out a lot of the scenes from Winter Soldier. It feels like Spy Games versus, like, an action version of Spy Games, the movie. Or a born that doesn't suck? Or that. Um, so... I just want to know, you know, where to draw the line with this kind of shit. I, that's something I, you do need to make your own personal decision on. For me, this is where, this is where I draw the line. Um, Judging, depending on how Wonder Woman is, will really dictate whether I see Justice League in the theater or not. Honestly. So, so I had misread it. The critics did not say that Wonder Woman is bad. It's the executive staff didn't care for the movie, but the executive staff a lot of times are a bunch of fucking idiots. But one guy that this is the guy, the one person that broke this was the guy that also broke that 
Batman versus Superman. Doesn't know what the fuck it's doing. He's also the same guy that broke that said Suicide Squad is a train wreck. So the guy, the main guy that's on the end on the DC Warner Brothers studio, sounds like he's a pretty knowledgeable, and B might be a comic book fan. So when this one guy leaks it, uh, or at least goes on the record of saying it, kind of lean into like, oh fuck, this is not good. I just, I I want DC to do well so badly. I, like almost, every movie, I'm like, please, guys, so no, please. I'm almost like putting them on the same level as, as Fox for me. It failed because you, you didn't listen to your fan base. You didn't listen to the people that made these characters great. Make DC great again. That's how I feel about Wolverine. Wolverine, honestly, is a lot less annoying to me than his comic incarnation ever was. The studio has made Wolverine and Mystique as annoying as fucking possible because I'm just tired of seeing them on the big screen. If I can go three X-Men movies without seeing Mystique, I'll be a happy man. They've turned into the Batman of the Marvel Universe in terms of the movies. Like, enough with the Did Batman Did you say they've shit. turned into the Batman and Robin of the Marvel uni- movies? Sure. But you, it's not like you've seen Robin in the, in the movie universe <coughs> besides two movies. I would have I would have, I would have thrown my wallet at them. If Joseph Gordon-Levitt had taken over as Nightwing, mm-hmm. I would have given them my card and be like, "You can charge me for like an entire day of seats. I want to see that." Agreed. I just even that scene where the fucking floor starts rising up with him. I'm like, what could have been? But no, I had to get fucking Batman versus Superman and fucking Batfleck. That movie, I, I. And now, have you heard that movie's in development hell? What the new Bat- Batman? The yeah. Batman movie. Yeah. Because now they're having serious tug of wars with him. <clears throat> but it, but right? I, I do give props to Ben Affleck because he's like, oh. the script isn't right. He's like, I will, I will only direct this if the script is right. And Batman or Ben Affleck is a comic book fan. Really? He really is. Daredevil would prove otherwise. Daredevil, you know, he didn't have the same amount of acclaim that he does now. Now he's, you know, an Academy Award-winning having, director and writer. Like now, watch Bruce Wayne be quippy. I really don't know how much of a comic book fan he is. Because I'd really love to find the issue where Batman, where Bruce Wayne's quipping. You cannot make Bruce Wayne Tony Stark of your movie universe. You can't do it. They are different characters. All right, Booster so, Gold would be more quippy. So moving on to Green Lantern a little bit. Uh, Nick sent me an article. There was a... A woman who started a blog talk called, I think, Woman in the Refrigerator refrigerator or something like that. Is this a Kyle Rayner nod? It is. It started with that. I um, didn't read this shit. It's essentially about, it's it's named after that, Kyle Rayner's girlfriend. Is this about the overly harsh portrayal of superhero girlfriends or something? Essentially, yeah. Basically, I've read this before. It's, so Kyle Rayner's girlfriend... As soon as he got his ring, he went back to show her how great of a superhero he was. She was the one that made him change his costume from the traditional Green Lantern. Correct. And to the she weird jacket? Actually, it was the next girlfriend. To the what? That was the to the weird jacket? No. Weird jacket? No, oh, that's Guy Gardner. I'm thinking Guy Gardner. No, the black and white half and half emblem crab mask. Yeah, originally... Predominantly black costume. Originally, he just had, like, the Hal Jordan costume. And, then, and it looks... It looked even, great. No, even now that costume, as much as I like it, does not translate well. 
I mean, the other one that he has is essentially the same thing, except it comes down to a V. It's not like a leotard kind of thing. I, I kind of, I, I, I like the more streamlining of the, the not the round cutouts at the arm joint, the black crops in. I, I, I like the more updated. Model. But I like that symbol more. The one with the two edges on the on the top lines, that I don't like. Two edges. Like here, hold this. Yeah. Like like the Green Lantern symbol essentially is a bar, a circle, and a bar, right? Well, this one, this one, it kind of cuts it here, <coughs> so they come down, kind of like that. Oh, like an so arrow. It's almost like they're pointing down to it. Let's see if I can find it. Oh, it's it's a su it's a real subtle difference. There you go. Because I'm that much of a nerd. You see that was Kyle uh, Rayner's original. You see the difference? Like that little jut in. You don't like that? No, I this is this because this is what's on his ring. That's why I like the two. Because even when he changed to this symbol, the ring is still that. So it doesn't correlate or it doesn't correspond to that. Which, sense. What the viewers can't see right now is Adam standing <coughs> against his framed poster of uh, really. <coughs> Alex Ross, Hal Jordan? Correct. And the Blackest Night series, Hal Jordan action figure, and I just showed Rodney the original. Which, even to this day, yeah, it's campy as fuck, but I don't hate it. it it's super 90s. So, oh, anyway, yeah. finish describing what happens to the girlfriend. Um, after the guy tracks down who the hell Kyle Rayner actually is, or who the new Green Lantern is, his name, the villain's name is Major Force, to really cement, because he was a relatively new and obscure villain, so to really set himself apart from others, he kills Kyle Rayner's girlfriend. Um, her uh, coincidentally, I think her name is Alex as well, uh, and shoves her body, her broken and mangled body, because he broke like all of her bones, into his refrigerator. So technically, this is the original costume for Kyle Rayner. So it's 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 the Hal Jordan Green Lantern costume. It's the costume that most of the Green Lantern Corps. Ended up following suit because you can make the costume whatever you want it to be, but you know because he was the greatest Green Lantern, everyone modeled after that. Anyway, so his girlfriend gets stuffed in the refrigerator. So a group of women ended up having a blog and some uh, male and, writers as well. And the scene plays out like that. Oh, you could just grab that out of here. Oh, really? It's in there? Yeah. This is the whole Emerald Twilight. Oh, that's the scene right there. Uh, I think it's like. One more page. Over. Um, she gets stuffed in the refrigerator, blah, blah, blah. Okay, okay, he chokes her out. Says, I'm hungry. And surprise in the fridge, love a... Like, the first time I read that, I was like, holy fuck. So, it, it, it came to add that why are women's death in comics always a catalyst for, like, a plot device? Like, things are going bad. Let's kill off his love interest kind of thing when they're like that never happens to the guys in the comic book universe what the fuck essentially I don't think I agree with a lot of that because I mean the first deaths that you think of in comic books you don't think of women dying you know essentially you think of parents parents or um, sidekicks so you have Bucky that ends up dying in 1945 or whatever Superman is whole planet Superman's whole planet or um, the second Robin it's a traditional wave the villain goes at the hero yeah do, do I think it needs to be looked at under a microscope no 
Um, we talked a little bit about it at the last podcast, I believe. Um, I think women superheroes are portrayed poorly in the regards that most of them can't control their shit. And that's annoying as fuck to me. Yeah, I'd say well, the only notable exception to race right now is really any woman that's weird uh, carried the mantle of Spider-Woman or even Spider-Gwen. See, I don't know what how she's dealing with her powers kind of thing, but... Even the new Green Lantern, Jessica Cruz. Thor? She does a terrible job. Female Thor, yeah. But, I mean, if you looked at the 90s, it was rife with this kind of shit. I mean, they were... Like, Jean Grey couldn't control her shit. Storm couldn't control her shit if if you do it in her box. Rogue couldn't control her shit. Uh, Ms. Marvel, Carol Danvers, couldn't control her shit. She was bouncing between... Uh, Captain Marvel and then Binary and then Warbird and all kinds of shit because she couldn't figure out what kind of powers that she wanted at work. What kind of powers she had at the time. Um, and she ended up becoming an alcoholic which she was approached by Tony Stark as well. Like, you know, be careful with that. So do you think women in comic books get a bad rap or do you think like, hey, this is a male engrossed I think it's a male and gross medium, especially during the 90s. It hadn't hit its stride. The readership was predominantly men. And as a reader, what's going to really resonate with you if your girlfriend or your wife is killed? Do you think that that kept girls away from reading comic books? Mm, Because it was like, oh, you know, I would love to be like this character, except she keeps falling the fuck apart. No, because I really feel like, I mean, Rogue has a pretty significant fan following. I mean, Harley Quinn, I mean, she was just a character on the cartoon series who got her ass kicked around by the Joker. She has a relatively large fan following. Hi, Jessica. Hello. Hi, Jessica. What are you doing, Jessica? Not talking to us. Apparently. Hi, Jessica. So, I, I mean, now that I have a daughter, you know, I would love to present her with more superheroes besides fucking Wonder Woman, besides Supergirl. Like, there's... I just saw the first episode of Supergirl. How was it? And I gotta say, I'm really enjoying the show. Now, there, granted, there was a lot of uh, um, needed exposition in the show, and you know they moved through the first episode very, very quickly. And she goes from "I don't want to be a superhero like my cousin" to "Hey, I'm a superhero now" in the very first episode. And even even shit like that, like why why does she have to be reluctant in that sense? Like why not just own up to the superhero ness and be a superhero like most males? Spoiler alert: it's because of her sister. Um, but um, I enjoyed that Dean Cain's her father mm. in the episode. That was kind of a nice nod. I enjoy that. Um, I heard rumors that they're gonna bring the dude from Smallville in to play the role of Superman. It's no, gonna... they already have a Superman in it. Oh fuck. And it's the guy from Teen Wolf, okay, who's not, also in Road to Perdition. I'm not caught up with it. And he, he, looks, he looks great. I think he, he's not swole or anything, but he's got the black hair, blue eyes naturally, and, and I think he's got like the chiseled features about him. That I, Part of me is like, man, this is what I wish they did with the movies. But the, the actress who plays Supergirl, she's cute. She, she does the whole uh, hair up, glasses, librarian thing to hair down, and now I'm Supergirl. Where she's Kara? It's yeah. Kara, right? Kara Zorel. What's her... Is that her actual like name when she's walking around? Like Danvers is her name when she's walking around. Kara Danvers? Yeah. It's a little close, too close to Carol Danvers. Right. That's fucking dumb. Do you think... I don't know if it's Kara or Kara. I think it's Kara. 
Do you think that uh, um, Brie Larson is going to do a good job as Ms. Marvel? She has her moments. I, I haven't really gotten to see it, a Brie Larson movie where I saw her acting chops. Not that she needs... Well, yeah, she kind of needs well, to she, see Ms. Marvel. She won an Academy Award. Yeah. So she must be doing something right. When was the last time you read that? So Dave's looking at the trade paperback of uh, Emerald Twilight slash New Dawn. This is arguably some of the best Sinestro art. Yeah. <clears throat> I still remember the lines. Aren't you a naughty little fellow coming all here armed like that? Yeah, when Hal's walking around with ten rings on, like a badass, I'm like, fuck. Wait, aren't you a grim little fellow? I mean, that was pre-cape parallax. Yeah. Your favorite. Although the jutting out shoulder pads, you know, shave those down a little bit and I'd still be happy with it. Um, yeah. So, I think all in all, in the 90s that was a prevalent thing, so I understand why they had the blog then. Um, now, you know, women are a little bit more in the forefront of comic book industries, you know, with uh, the Ms. Marvel and the uh, the female Thor and uh, the female Iron Man, or what's her name now? Ironheart. Ironheart. So, I, th I think they're getting away with it. I think they're really pushing towards... My PC quick cash grab. If, if it's something that I could show Ceci and be like, look, there's, you know, a girl Thor, a girl Iron Man, and if it gets her interested in the rest of that universe, I'm okay with it, I guess. I think she'll enjoy Supergirl. Oh, she loves Supergirl anyway, so... Well, I mean, show it to her on Netflix. That, that'll be something that she'll want to see. Let's see, where... 50? 53. It's not bad so far. You guys got anything else that you want to talk about? I do. Go ahead. So, I don't know if we established we don't talk about work on this podcast, but... Dave mentioned that he worked as a mechanic before, so, you know, you worked as a mechanic, I'd like to throw you some mechanic questions, you know, I'm more of an amateur than a certified. Okay. Is there any truth to OEM parts versus uh, aftermarket parts? Yes. That they, you would recommend that they certainly go after OEM parts? For most parts, I mean, give me a part and I'll tell you. What are you talking about? Brakes? Yeah, go to whatever you want. OEM, Brembo, aftermarket, that's fine. Certain suspension components, Moog. There are reputable aftermarket brands. What's OEM? Like the original equipment and manufacturer. Yeah. Okay. Stop using fucking acronyms, Rodney. Goddamn you like speak. What, uh, alternator? <laughs> what, Probably what, lean to more. What about like basically wear and tear, like oil oil filters, air filters? As long as you're not using like I don't know where I don't know where our listeners are listening from, but if you're using like the O'Reilly's house brand oil filter, I wouldn't recommend it. Uh, if you're using like Fram, you're fine. Things like AC compressors, I'd say go OEM. So one of the really reasons I'm saving for a future UTJH is also um, tires. Because I recently had had a tire replaced, and as it turns out, I rolled on my uh, flat tire two blocks to get to an air compressor. Round out the sidewalls. I think so. <coughs> no, <I'm not. laughs> um, 
But would two blocks be enough to do that? Because, um, how fast were you going? Five. No, five, five miles an hour, two blocks, I think you're fine. Because, I mean, one of the things that I'm worried about, what ended up happening is, I took it to a, a local tire shop. You know, not like a big name brand, like a mom and pop place, because it was close enough. To, and they told me, well, I, I ground out the uh, sidewalls a little too much. Yes? Sure. Oh, we're, pos we're pausing right here, folks. Alright, so, did you guys want to add anything else about the car stuff? Oh, yeah. Might want to pause. Okay. Finish what you guys are talking. Alright, so I got to the chase. Because <clears throat> the tire in question, <clears throat> I like to buy Zumo Tumos just because their uh, mileage rating is really worth the price that you pay for the tire. Mm -hmm. Um, so the one that went flat was the Zuma Tumo. And, uh, you know, the guy brings out the tire to me and shows me some dust on the inside of the tire, even though the outside of the tire is wet, so he must have washed it off. But there's, like, a lot of dust on the inside of the tire, so the tire's unusable. Um, I could sell you a new one for 100 bucks, didn't specify a brand, um, or, you know, you can get a used one. I was like, well, just give me a used one, because I got some Zuma Tumos on order from Tire Rack, which, not true, but, you know, eventually I have to order the back ones. I'm in particular not a big, uh, rotate your tires kind of person, I just... I leave the back ones in the back, and like I just keep my front ones usually. So, anyways, um, is there any kind of way that I could contest or like would I know that he was lying to me or not? Because he could have kept the Zumatumo, sold me the Firestone, and kept it and resold it as a used Zumatumo. Uh, my thing is, if there's not a groove on the outside sidewall, then you're fine. So if it, it was a uh, <clears throat> Like, if you don't see a fucking, like, divot, mm -hmm. where you can run your finger and it's a perfect curve, then it's, then it's salvageable. Because you're saying the rim cut, cut up the tire pretty good, but, I, you know, I would have figured rims were designed not to do that. <clears throat> it's driving tire, driving, the tire's not meant to have the weight of the car pressing on it, especially pressing on the sidewall like that. Because um, I've heard of horror stories about people with Corvettes, because Corvettes, obviously, there's no place to keep a spare. So, you know, most Corvette enthusiasts will buy run flats and, you know, they'll bring it into, like, some cheap oil change place and they'll swap out their tires with, you know, just regular tires and half the time they won't even realize. Yeah. Um, really, they should realize because run flat tires look different, they look different mounted on a rim than any other tire and most, ty most run flats are designed to that rim. You cannot swap. We had plenty of people. Honda introduced run flats on the Odyssey. A set of four run flat tires cost you sixteen hundred dollars. Yeah. Or at least when they came out. And what kind of mileage rating did you get for? You were lucky if you got twenty thousand miles. Oh jeez. Thirty thousand is was great. Thirty thousand, you were replacing your tires because we're like your tires are bald. But those, we saw them as low as seventeen twenty thousand miles. With those Odysseys, there was no place to put the spare. Uh no. Makes sense. Uh, again, people are like, ooh, I have run flat tires. You might want to think, ask yourself. Mm, this sounds like it's expensive technology. Yeah, my thing is, if the tire doesn't have a groove cut into it, that tire's salvageable to me. If now, if there's a crack in the sidewall, or if there's a bubble, like my, I have to replace my driver's front tire because I parked at work yesterday. Look down, and my sidewall, my sidewall has a bubble. There's no way to fucking fix that. Then I'm not going to be driving on the expressway with my son in my car and have it blow out. Because I had uh, about two years left on about a four-year tire, I would say, give or take. Um, 50,000-mile tire. 
If you can shoot me pictures, um, I oh. would take it to a more, like, a place that you've done business with prior, previously, and ask them to take a look at it. Yeah. I'm not saying mom and pop shops are dishonest, but it's hard financial times. Yeah, I didn't want to call them out on it, and they seem pretty trustworthy, but, you know, you know, after buyer's remorse, I'm thinking to myself, well, they totally could have kept that, but, uh, whatever. About a hundred dollars higher anyway, so. Yeah. Okay, so switching gears, I wanted to bring this up now that uh, Adam had shown me the new Power Rangers trailer. <laughs> How do you feel about the new Megazord toys? Garbage. <laughs> I was the first person I sent a picture to. I'm like, have you seen this shit? Because the other thing is, is that the other thing that I saw this week, I saw the new Voltron, uh, episode one, season two, and I also saw the Voltron toys at Target. I was highly excited for these things to come out, but most of them look like shit. And, and the, one, the one good set is just ridiculously expensive. Not even die-cast like, you know, the old ones. I would rather take that money and, uh... Buy the old school. Not even that. I'll buy the, uh... I'll buy the fucking really... The replicas? No, I'll buy the Legacy Megazord. Have you seen the all-black? Now, yeah, I mean, there's the all black dragon sword. That that toy dragon sword that I saw, that's like the the little kid version. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even transform. It doesn't, but you want to talk about exp- that shit's like eighty bucks. You know, like you don't transform. You're just a standalone toy. Why the fuck is that thing so expensive? I mean, kids nowadays don't even watch fucking Power Rangers like that. No, because the Legacy series. I don't know if you're familiar with the Legacy Power Rangers swords. There, they have the die-cast metal pieces. Really? Because the originals didn't have the die-cast. Correct. That's why this is a higher end. That's why these things retail for, like, Oof. the Legacy Megazord gear. Have to Got a burn to it, but the, the pieces are so, the cold pieces are so small. You might be close to the caching in the hole. You're in your third round of coal. But these coals burn so fast. So they no. still push, push through a tobacco faster, too? Well, well we're know. still drawing off it, so. You taste it? Yeah. Should I just stack another one? It's starting to dissipate. That's the other thing, when you blow it, you know, because you're obviously you cook it from the top down. So sometimes when you put the next round of coals, you have to go through the rounds of heating up those cooked layers to get down to the layers that are still wet with molasses to uh, start vaporizing the molasses to start smoking it. So, okay, what do you think of the trailer all in all? Um, I don't like the costumes at all. I, I'm not as disappointed with the costumes as I <clears throat> thought I was going to be. As technologically advanced as the costumes look, the Morpher looks like a piece of rock. Yeah. That's where I'm pissed off the most. Love Brian Cranston. Um, Alpha looks alright. Really? I was really t- Alpha really put me off. As opposed to the weird uh, dish head... Alpha, yeah. yeah, with the lightning bolt. I'll take. The, I, 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 if he I says, I, 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 I'm walking the fuck out. If I would have taken like or just a robot as opposed to almost like a bioorganic, a biomechanical creature. Um, and I hate the Megazord. And I hate the two lights over here on the sides. I hate the Goldar. I really don't like much about it. Other than the I was like, what the fuck? I'll go back to watching. That's what, that was my first response. I'm like, have you seen Goldar yet? Because Goldar in the in the series looked cool. It's like you know. Almost like a wolf beast, blue faced, you know. Because he was based on Japanese 
mythology. Exactly. So when I saw this, I was like, "You got you guys didn't keep any of that. Like you just decided no, no. Gold are gold. He'll be gold." Have you read any of the current Power Ranger comic series? No, I didn't know they have a comic series. Oh, here, I'll have to show you the Black Dragon. So, oh no, I, I think that's a DVD, or wait till it's on Netflix even kind of thing. Or watch it, you know, non-traditional ways. David, I'm looking at you. Um, anytime. This is the character that the Power Rangers have currently been fighting. He calls himself the Black Dragon. Oh, nice. Kind of looks like the villain in uh, Voltron. Now, you paid attention to the yellow spike in his forehead, right? What's the yellow spike? Uh, Give me a second, and you'll understand. Because that is, that, that, you saw the Power Rangers fight him in their Zords, and they destroyed, and they're like, wait, this is, this is a Zord. And they'll pick up one part, and they're like, this looks like a part of the Dragon Zord. I give you the true Black Dragon. Wow. Let me see. Oh yeah, you did show me that. So that so it's really Tommy. Oh, the White Ranger. Is a white. Well, <laughs> that's the thing though. It's the White Ranger, but he's got the what Green Ranger shield modified. I mean, that's the Green Ranger's dragon footprint on the shield emblem. Mm-hmm. But that's where the comic. This is like now. This is where you can take the original mythology, in my opinion, and you're you know twisting it. You're doing it well. What they suspect is Billy and the uh, the hero Green Ranger, the hero Tommy, because he's still the Green Ranger in this one. Um, get transported. They break into that Black Dragon Zord, and when it destroys, it op- you know it opens like a small black hole. It destroys, and then but Tommy and Billy are now gone. They fucking open, stand on a planet, and it's in ruins, and it looks like Earth, but there's a statue of Rita Repulsa, and standing next to her is the Green Ranger. So they believe that this is not even their Rita, or this is not, this is there from another universe. Hmm. So that yellow spire on the top of the Black Dragon's head looks like it was part of the horn <clears throat> on the back, back of the Dragon Zord. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> fucking dweebs. We're such fucking dorks. Yep. It's awesome. So, have you been reading so the series since the beginning? Now. No. I jumped in because there was one co- uh, cover. Somehow Rita and I think the Black Dragon had severed the Ranger's ties to the Morphing Grid. But the Green Ranger still had his powers because it was kind of exist outside the Morphing Grid because it still was created from evil. Um, all to be able is, to... Is your car on? Is it you? Uh, it might be, but I don't know the keys. Hmm. Well, I do have a remote, though. Sorry. Um, I lost my entire train of thought. The grid? Oh, yeah. So, to get their powers back, Tommy basically lets them piggyback off his morpher, and now they're all wearing slightly modified... Green Ranger costumes, shield and all. Nice. But they, but if you look at the details, it's their costumes. They still have their weapons. So I was just telling Rodney, my major gripe with the new Megazord is it looks like crap. 
besides that, the old Megazord, you can see where the feet, where the pieces fit in. Like, okay, one foot is this, one foot is that Zord. You know, the wings are, or the chest plate is the pterodactyl. Like, you saw the colors were bright. They stood out. You knew exactly where each piece fit in. Ah, there you, well, they didn't have the shield. They just colored, pigmented all their costumes green. And that's all. That's all you need is is show. It's the same. Is my same problem with Transformers yeah. the movies. What's so hard about the plating on there? Like everything has to be an internal piece of gears and you know knobs and you know pistons and stuff like that. You don't need to see all that shit. Plate it over so it's more solid. You think that'd be easier to animate at the same time? I just shit's there for you. Uh, are you guys gonna watch the new King Kong movie? Looks great. Yeah, I'd like to see it in theater, but you know, I want to see it just to see how they're gonna. Because t- they said this is supposed to tie into Godzilla. When's it gonna be released? Um, I think it's sometime after I am not your Negro. You just want to be able to say that. <laughs> There's a Samuel Jackson movie coming out called I'm Not Your Negro. And I was like, wow, you guys just went all out for that title, huh? I think it's after that. So, May? Yeah. I can't really look at my phone since I'm using it for recording, but... Oh, crap. Uh, lastly, for, for my topics, I, uh... The PlayStation Network is having a flash sale right now for quite a few titles for uh, in or around $5. And I picked up Sleeping Dogs, the Definitive Edition. The Sleeping Dogs is about a guy that goes to America and comes back. Wow. Goes to America, America comes back and he's a Chinese guy. It all takes place in China. And he... March. Okay. He is actually um, trying to infiltrate the Chinese triad. So you're a guy walking around with tattoos all over, you know, dragon tattoos and triad tattoos. But you're actually, it's, it's almost like The Departed meets Grand Theft Auto. Awesome premise to me. You know, you do martial arts style fighting. But you can steal cars, run from the police. It's open world. So it's almost like Grand Theft Auto... Um, meets Dead to Rights without the dog. Very, very cool game. Um, and I just picked up the the Raiden-style hat from Big Trouble in Little China, the, the straw hat. And the vendor's like, oh, you look like really Big Trouble right now, you know, as a, as a nod to it. And, and there are quite a few nods I, I heard in this game to the 80s movies and to awesome and up to a lot of Bruce Lee style stuff almost looks like it had a little bit of Zed in the helmet yeah well that's what that scene I mean it almost looks like he's Zed sitting on the throne and they said there's something tragic about him and I almost feel look at the way the his dragon coin on the shield is broken so I'm really looking forward to playing through the rest of this game since I got nothing else going on until Neo comes out Neo Niall. Yeah. It's it's that game that I was I know. showing you. Uh, the Animusha style <coughs> game. So, if you, if you guys get a chance... The, graphically, it's not the best game. There was a point where I punched the guy 
I was in a corner with a guy, and I punched him. No, you were in the corner with a guy, huh? Yeah. Ugh, Dick. some things never change. I punched him, he went into the wall, and I skyrocketed to the sky as a glitch. Came falling down to earth, died instantly, and it's like, you are dead. Start from check- checkpoint, and I had to restart that entire fight scene all over again. You didn't skyrocket into the ocean? So I was, I was kind of pissed off because I'm like, what the fuck, you know, like after all that work, because it was like 10 minutes. So, I mean, it's, it has its glitches, it has its errors and it's not a perfect game, but it's so far, it's a lot of fun. That's all it has to be. And it's a martial arts game and I'm, I'm all for that kind of thing. So for being a big fighting game as a fan as you are, I'm really surprised you didn't at least give justice, uh, injustice a a try. The story, I got to admit, is pretty damn good. And actually, if you, did you watch the Injustice 2 trailer? Well, I had the... Did you watch the Injustice 2 trailer? I have not. Boot it up. We'll watch it in a minute. Uh, the, hold on. I want to make a point. I have the DC versus Mortal Kombat game. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, this is fucking garbage. Like, I'm glad I only paid 10 bucks for it, but... So I was like, what the for Injustice, fuck? I didn't pay anything. And I'm like, Thank DC... You, you know, considering the fact that Marvel versus... Capcom is such a great series. You can tell this is DC trying to do the same kind of thing. And it's like, DC, can you fucking do anything right? You're, no, because they really have Me Too syndrome. Your your animated titles are starting to suffer for it, too. I'm pausing. Alright, so just watch the Injustice 2 trailer. Oh, love Christ. More Batman shit. <laughs> that's, that's all I got out of it. Yeah, yeah, there's a big thing about Superman, but you have the Joker in there, you have Poison Ivy, you have Batman, or Bane. I'm like, okay, you mean to fucking tell me that in some, this this is what I can't stand about these games. You mean to tell me there's some world where Superman could actually go toe-to-toe with Poison Ivy? Come on. I mean, that's what pissed me off about... The DC versus Mortal Kombat. I'm like, there's no way that Batman shouldn't or Superman shouldn't just land and be like, game over. Scorpion, go fuck yourself. Sub Zero, go fuck yourself. Captain Marvel versus Superman should be that whole game. Just putting that out there. It's imbalanced for the sake of just, Good. we just need, you know, I just want to see these two people Good. fight. That's all this game is. Good. I don't know. It, it looks amazing and, and like, you know, it's, if. Give to your anger. I'll pick it up maybe when it's on sale. Now that I got the, the two terabytes worth of hard drive space, it's sort of like, give, give me. Just, if it's on sale, I want it. Take I, I, almost, I almost bought Qbert today. Take your weapon. Strike me down. Yeah, that two terabytes of fucking lifesaver. I don't know how I did five hundred for so. Me too. I was like, what the fuck was I thinking? Like a goddamn savage. <laughs> All right. Well, it's an hour and fifteen minutes. I say we close it out. Time to cash goals. That's fine. Well, everyone, thank you for hooking up with us. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, please leave a comment. If uh, who's who did we bring up the topic, Jared? Jared, Nick. Yeah. 
Well, fuck Nick, because he's, like, all up my ass about Spider-Man, so he can get a fuck you. And he was supposed to be here today. Oh, fuck him. Oh, good. That I would have not shown up. <laughs> uh, fuck Ryan for his pro-Spider-Man anti-Hulk shit. If you have any comments and you'd like to... You're not on the podcast, Pete Borg. <laughs> Feel free to call uh, FuckPyUTGH. Yes, we do also scout out for talent for this show as well, so let me know if you ever want to be on. And we'd be happy to have you. Well, I've been your host, David Merkel. And I'm with, with still me as Adam always Flores. Is Adam Flores. And our guest, Rodney Sinio. Thanks for having me, guys. Sporting his NWO shirt. Just in time for... Well, I'm not, we can't talk about that. All right, so... Take care, everyone. Stay Thanks for smoking up. with us. Booyah. <laughs>